all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning and welcome back. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and nurse practitioner at UMMC. And joining me here in studio today is Zavian Burns. She is a uh, personal trainer and also the founder of Temple Reconstruction Fitness. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is uh, fitness and exercise. You know, if you remember back to last week's show, it was all about goal setting. And I talked about the fact that uh exercise and losing weight are always in the top five of of New Year's resolutions (laughs) that people make. And so I wanted to have someone on to help me answer questions about exercise and fitness. And I know that you will be perfect to do so. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And so guys, if you're listening, you have a question or a comment about fitness or exercise, we've got open lines and now's a great time to give us a call. That number's 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672. Seven four six four. You can send me an email as well to fit at mpbonline.org. Or, you know, you can always interact with me over on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. And we've got several questions coming from the Facebook page today as well that we'll get to. But first, I want to start with just a little bit about you, because this is your first time on the show with me. So uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do. All right. Well, my name is Xavier Burns, and I'm a graduate of Mississippi State University. We won't hold um, that against you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm just kidding. Love hate there. That's I'm all right. just kidding. Um, with a uh, background in kinesiology. Um, and so that's where my training background kind of came from. Mm-hmm. Um, Temple Reconstruction, the name was given to me in college. Okay. And it's just now kind of coming to fruition, which I'm excited about because it's kind of like, you know, those things that you have dreams and envision mm-hmm. and write on your vision board and this is what I want to do. And now it's happening. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's really exciting. Um, but Temple Reconstruction Fitness is a mobile company and we're just on the move, um, on a mission to reconstruct one temple at a time. Um, although we're mobile, we are stationary. Okay. We have a location off County Line, and it's a private gym okay. uh, in the Prayer Orchard uh, Plaza. Okay, fantastic. I did not look. I learned yes, something yes, today. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, yes. But you go. You will meet clients I will meet other clients. places and, mm-hmm. and do that kind of stuff. I will. So um, if, we, if we have listeners who don't know what kinesiology is, what is kinesiology? So kinesiology is the study of movement. Okay. So kinesiology, under the umbrella of that, is... Um, Physical education teachers, um, physical therapy, personal trainers, coaches. Sports medicine type stuff. Yeah, okay. So absolutely, you know what you're doing when it comes to understanding how the body moves, how the body should move, and how you build um, whatever program you want to meet your goals, Mm -hmm. how you do that safely. Because that's the other Mm -hmm. big part of exercise is we want people doing it 
of course. safely. And that's yeah. one thing that we definitely do, uh, me, especially for my women. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, being in college and taking weight training courses, I had to be comfortable with learning how to lift weights. Right. And it wasn't until I learned how to lift weights that I was comfortable with being in the gym with tons of people, including guys. Because guys right. can be very, very intimidating, <laughs> yeah. especially when you don't know what you're doing. So one thing that I make sure is when I have female clients that I make sure that we know how to lift weights. We know what the weights are. You know, we know proper formation. We know where our body parts are because it can be very, very intimidating going into the gym and just looking at all the equipment and only knowing how to operate the treadmill or Or not even knowing how to operate that. Right. You just not even knowing. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, having that knowledge of, of, uh, what equipment to use and, and what to use and how to read the machines because a lot of people don't know that the instructions are on the machines. Yeah. It tells you how to align yourself, where to put, you know, the axis of rotation for your elbow, your knee, your hip, everything. And so uh, it gives you. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. You know, there is a word called gym intimidation, yes. which, you know, it's real. <laughs> it is real. It is real. And, you know, like you, um, you know, I think women suffer from it a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I work with a lot of, of male patients mm-hmm. as well who, you know, maybe lifted weights when they were younger mm-hmm. in high school, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever sporting event they were in. Um, but then they've gotten away from yeah. it and they're kind of, you know, scared to go they back are. in there. You know, and they too are intimidated as well because you have the bodybuilders as right. well, you know, that are kind of big and scary sometimes. Right. I'm not, I tell them all the time, scare you. Uh-huh. And I'm the same way. <laughs> and you know, I come lift this weight right beside you. Absolutely. I was very scared to get started with weight training. So, you know, I, have been a you know a fitness instructor, but it's been you know cardio mm-hmm. and group you know group X type classes, mm-hmm. uh, and so to start weight training, I w- I had gym intimidation really? you know big time there, and you know luckily I was able to get in with a really good personal trainer who understood that, and yeah. but right next to me were big old dudes yes. chunking big old yes. weights you know, and I would look over there, and my trainer would go, don't look at them, don't, and I don't tell my clients them, that don't you know? look, stay focused. Don't pay attention to the people around you because they're going to stare. They're going to see, trying to see what mm-hmm. you're doing. And sometimes it's not even the fact that you don't know what you're doing. Us as women sometimes, and men too, sometimes you're just attractive or, you know, right. they're trying to figure out who is this new person. Right. You right. know, and so and they can come off as this really supportive once right. you get to, exactly. to, to, you know, learn from them. Because I went to the gym at the same time. My, my training session was at the same time. And so I would see the mm-hmm. same people, the same you people. know, and they would talk to be like, hey, you're lifting more than you were yeah. last week, you know, or, you know, different things like that. And it really becomes almost a little bit of a family yes, it is a family. Um, in the gym yes and you know what in the private gym that i train in um a lot of the people in there when they see my clients and the other trainers clients they're always encouraging each other mm-hmm. like oh i see you're losing weight mm-hmm. or you're gaining or you're looking you know happier and you know i can tell that your mindset has changed mm-hmm. you're really on it now so it, it becomes a family yeah and you know what i want to encourage anyone who might be starting a fitness journey is not to compare yourself oh, yes. to someone else yes. right because yes. your fitness goals may be entirely different entirely different just judge your progress against yourself mm-hmm. right you know so maybe you could only do five situps mm-hmm. you know when you started mm-hmm. and this week you can do 10 mm-hmm. you know so really judge your progress yep. against where you started and where you, you know? were too and i tell people all the time when i when i'm a, um when i'm doing public speaking i say mm-hmm. look to the right and look to the left mm-hmm. i'm not in competition with you right you know i don't look like you right and even sometimes we may have similar body structures 
it's something still different, whether that be genetic or, you know, uh, just even the mindsets mm-hmm. can be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of jumped right in there, but I want to take a step back mm-hmm. and talk about the different types of exercise because there's different ways that we can exercise our yes. body and each one has its place yes. in, in an overall fitness structure. So walk me through the different types. So we have four different types of exercise. Oh, I only have three. Oh, I'm just going to learn some more up in here. Yes. Lay yes. it on me. So you have the uh, aerobic, which is cardio, mm-hmm. heart and lung health. Um, you have strength, which is resistant training, okay. weight training. Um, you have uh, cardio, okay. which, uh, oh, did I just say cardio? You did that one. Balance. Um, balance. We're working on balance. That's probably the one you forgot. You should get that one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, especially with our older people, our elderly, mm-hmm. we definitely, definitely have to focus on balance. Absolutely. Um, standing on one leg. Mm-hmm. Um uh, standing up tall or even sitting down with our eyes closed away from the back of the chair right. to see how much we sway because then, you know, we have to activate right. our core to stay right. upright. Um, and, and then flexibility. flexibility. Yeah. Yes. I think yes. I kind of lump balance in with flexibility. So okay. I, I knew it existed. Yes. I just didn't give it its own category, but it's that yes. important. It really does need yes. its own category. Oh, flexibility is one thing that I stress more than anything mm-hmm. because it keeps us mobile. We can mm-hmm. lift all the weight. We can uh, do all the cardio, but it if we're not staying mobile, you know, and keeping our range of motion, that's not helpful. Right. Because if we go from having full range of motion here until only being here because we lack stretching, that's going to cause pain. Right, right. That's going to cause some problems in the So tell run. me what range of motion is. So range of motion is having the full activity, basically, of your limbs. So, yeah. So, so each joint mm-hmm. has a set of directions mm-hmm. that it can a move in. A certain degree that right. it can move in. Yeah. Uh, so say, for example, you, you injure your knee and you may have to have surgery. Okay. Well, your injured knee. Um, if you've ever been in therapy or, you know, in my ankle, measure. I just did a lot of it. Yeah. Okay, well, your ankle, we can use your yeah. ankle, for example, even the rotation of your ankle and how we can go counterclockwise and mm-hmm. clockwise and how you can, you know, write your alphabets with your ankle, all of that mm-hmm. rotation and mobility, you know, your other ankle may not be able to. Yeah. You know? And mine wasn't. Mm-hmm. So when I started PT, she did. She, you know, has a little, um, it's called a goniometer, which yes. it, you know, it measures yes, yes. the uh, degrees yes. that your joints are mm-hmm. able to move. And she was like, okay, pull your toes up towards your face yes. and I was like I am mm-hmm. and she was like it no. didn't, it didn't move <laughs> and I was like whoops I really thought yes. it was moving you know and so uh, I had very limited range of yeah, motion in that ankle and you know I had I had torn some ligament or partially tore some ligaments um, and that's what I was was rehabbing and so I did not appreciate the degree of impact that the ankle has on overall mobility and Mm -hmm. balance as well Mm -hmm. because she was like okay just just stand on that ankle Mm -hmm. and I fell over Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you don't want me to jump she's Mm -hmm. like just stand there you know and so I did and I legitimately fell over Mm -hmm. you know and so we spent you know eight weeks Mm -hmm. just really working on tightening those um you know those structures back Mm -hmm. up in my ankle and getting them good and tight and by the end I had considerably larger range of motion in that um, ankle joint. And it made me better as a runner. Mm -hmm. Did it? Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, it was because that's what I was like, I got to get back to running, (laughs) you know, and so that's what we were really working on. But I was better at it because my ankle joints were just had had better range of motion than they did before. And Mm -hmm. so I was able to run without getting um, shin splints. Okay. Yeah. Because I think it had some some things to do with it there. So, yeah, absolutely. It's super, super, super important. 
All right, let's go ahead and take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll have a caller on the line. So just hang on for us, Renee, and we'll be back with you in just a moment. If you have a question for Xavier or myself today about fitness, you can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. This is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me in the studio today, I have Xavier Burns, founding member of Temple Reconstruction Fitness, and we are talking all about fitness and exercise today. Yes. If you've got a question for us, we've got open lines. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring And we're going to go straight on over to those phone lines and talk with Renee and Utica. Good morning, Renee. Good morning. How are you? All right. Good. What, what yeah, can we do for you? Yes, I would like to know. I do, I say, low-impact exercises, basically for uh, pain management and resisting and just keep moving because I don't work. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know, how long do I need to wait before I exercise after I've had a meal? Ah, that's a really good question. That is a really and good, good question. You know, I get questions a lot about, you know, should I have a snack before? Mm-hmm. Should I, you know, should I wait till afterwards? All those different kinds of things. So what, what do you think, Xavier? What's the answer? Well, my answer will be, in my experience, you should wait about two to three hours before you exercise after you've eaten. That way it won't, you know, make you sick depending right. on what you've had. Um, and depending on what you had, whether you need to kind of allow it to fuel your body or give you energy for the exercise that you're about to do. Right. Yeah. And so I think, um, we've got to talk about whether we're talking about a big, you know, like a regular mm-hmm. big meal. Yeah, or just a snack. Or just a snack, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've had a, you know, a pretty hearty meal. <laughs> yeah, pretty hearty meal. Then definitely wait two or three hours. Right. Especially if you're going to be doing any types of exercise that involve bending, bending, jumping, squatting, mm-hmm. um, because. Uh, anything that's going to increase the pressure inside your, your belly, yeah, is especially if you have reflux issues or like indigestion type mm-hmm. issues, it's going to make that little muscle at the top of your belly pop open and yep. some acid splash back up in there, and you're not going to be happy camper no, there. Be <laughs> um, but there are definitely some people that need a snack mm-hmm. before they work out. You know, I usually recommend people that have diabetes mm-hmm. that they have a, a snack before they mm-hmm. work out so that we don't have a low blood sugar yeah. kind of mid 
mid-workout. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's all dependent on how well you're controlled and whether you're on insulin, you know, all of those other different kinds of things. Um, for me, if, uh, if I'm going to work out toward the end of the day, right. which like I will be tonight, I'll have a Zumba class tonight, I usually eat a little bit of dried fruit and mm-hmm. some nuts. So something that's going to give me um, some carbohydrate mm-hmm. to fuel my muscles, a little bit of protein to kind of keep me, you know, full for the the time, but doesn't take up a lot of space in and my belly. Blocks too. Yeah, absolutely. Good Giving my muscles, muscles something to to grow to on. With, yep. Yeah, but it doesn't take up a lot of room in my belly, so I'm not gonna get nauseous or mm-hmm. you know anything like that um, from doing that kind of thing. And then after an intense workout i usually also have a snack yeah, a after that snack. yeah a little light snack after Put that something back into your body yeah because you've just broken down yeah. all those muscles you got to feed them all back the a little bit and everything you got to put something back to rejuvenate right and i usually do like a piece of whole grain toast with some peanut mm-hmm. butter or something like yes. that or some oatmeal oh, peanut butter is my best friend <laughs> Uh, peanut butter and bananas. Yeah. And yeah. almonds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. me too. Well, they're just so easy to, to keep, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, especially with a banana, you know, they're, they don't require any refrigeration mm-hmm. or anything like that. So they're a good thing to have around there. Right. Um, did that help, Renee? It sure did. And I thank you. You're so <laughs> welcome. I thank you for listening and for giving us a call today. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that kind of brings me to... Um, she mentioned low intensity or mm-hmm. and so or low impact, I think is how she described it. There are different intensities to the exercise that we do, and not everyone has to be at the same level. and shouldn't be mm-hmm. at the same level. Talk me talk to me about the different levels of, of intensity. So intensity, <laughs> of course, you have beginner levels, intermediate and um, advanced. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, I'm doing right now, I'm challenging all of my clients and all of my followers to a 21 day Stairmaster challenge. And within the first week, I posted pretty much the beginner, intermediate, and advanced Mm -hmm. level. So for the beginners to start at maybe a two to three speed, Mm -hmm. two to four speed, Mm -hmm. um, no more than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, just don't shock your body and try to do, like you said, what the next person is doing. Um, The intermediate level, um, five to maybe seven or eight, you know, at uh, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then advanced people, you know. You can go by my guidelines, but if you're a master of the Stairmaster. <laughs> I am not a master of the Stairmaster. <laughs> you know, you can have your way. But um, 15 minutes and above uh-huh. on maybe above eight speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Stairmaster is deceptive. Oh, the Stairmaster. I love it. Oh, girl, not me. And it has so many benefits. Oh, it's, it's fantastic workout. <laughs> but like it... Look at it and you're like, oh, I can do that. Yes. And so then once you, you get, get on, on there. there. <laughs> you know what? I started out with a love-hate relationship uh-huh. with the Stairmaster. But now I've really, really grown to love it because mm-hmm. in order to get people to get this, uh, be involved with this challenge and join me, I had to educate them, mm-hmm. which required me to educate mm-hmm. myself. And I learned a lot of things mm-hmm. that I did not know that I kind of knew, you know, just judging by my clients but right. i didn't know indefinitely right right but yeah. now yeah and so it's it's a it's a tough workout yes. you know I, i'm usually thinking how do i get off of this ride like, <laughs> like this is not what i signed up for um but just like anything if you stick with yes. it you get better you at it better. and then just like you, you now you love that mm-hmm. particular exercise you know for me um it was um pull-ups mm-hmm. like yes. now i'm terrible at them but when i first started i i Hated mm-hmm. a pull up. Well, because I felt dumb because I couldn't yeah. do it. You know, I'd tell my muscles say, to go. Do it. <laughs> and they just didn't go. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about push ups. I could not do a push up to save my life. But then once you're able to do one, yes. you're like, 
oh my gosh, yes. this is fantastic. And you know what? That's you know? another thing that brought me to health and fitness mm-hmm. because getting people to be able to achieve something that they never thought that they could. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings such joy to them mm-hmm. to not be able to hold a plank for more than 10 seconds. Right. You know, now we're at 30 seconds. Right. You know, now you're challenging your own self to 45 seconds to a minute. Right. You know what I mean? And and just being able to help someone see that, listen, you can because one of my main things are is when you believe that you can, you will. Yeah. But a lot of people don't believe that they can do yeah. Oh, I've tried it. I've had a trainer. Yeah. You know, I was on a good health kick. I've lost the weight. I gained it back. But you didn't believe that you could keep it off. But yeah. once you believe that you can do it, you can. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to go back on over to the phone lines right. and go talk with Stephen. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. How are you, folks? We are good. delightful. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I have a question. Sure. Uh, I hit the gym about every day. I do, uh, I'm 72 and a little overweight. I work out for an hour and a half, roughly, uh, lightweight machines, uh, a little, a little cardio. It was recommended to me, a, a system of fasting where mm-hmm. you only eat like between the hours of like say 10 and six, mm-hmm. I think it's called intermittent fasting mm-hmm. or something like that. Yes. But at any rate, I wouldn't be able to eat anything before the gym. I usually have like a protein shake and then go to the gym. And uh, one of the trainers said, well, you don't really need to eat before you work out unless you're really working out totally aggressively. Mm -hmm. They just suggested like have a cup of coffee, get woke up, come to the gym, and then eat after. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your opinion on that that system? Sure. So first I'll take the the term intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and we'll kind of break that down. So and, you know, I used to not believe in it at all. Me either. You know, <laughs> and so I'm kind of eating yes. my words a little bit. Yeah. But what I've always told you guys on the show is I'll always go where the science leads mm-hmm. me. And when that first came out, the science just wasn't there mm-hmm. for me. You mm-hmm. know, there were kind of one off studies that looked kind of promising, mm-hmm. but there just wasn't enough data mm-hmm. for me to say. This is yeah, good. Right. right. Um, but it's the science is growing every yes. day. And so intermittent fasting really just means any point in time where there's a period that you're not feeding mm-hmm. your body for a sustained amount of time. Now, it can be done in right. lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like a five two, which is you eat normal for five days of the week and two days you're very, very low calorie. Mm-hmm. There's the probably the most popular one I see is the sixteen eighteen, which is sixteen hours of fasting and then mm-hmm. eight hours of feeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's the one that was recommended to me. Yeah, and then actually the the type that I prefer is something called time restricted eating, mm-hmm. and so it's just a little bit more um, detailed. And so it again is about an eight hour period of eating, but we can shift that time frame. So that sixteen eighteen, most people do that ten a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. situation and for a lot of people that just doesn't work with their life yeah, right schedule. like it would be very hard for my family to eat their meal before six, six yes. um just because you know picking kids up mm-hmm. and you know getting them home and those Sports. kinds of things mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so we can shift that you know down or up depending on that before anyone tries any type of intermittent fasting, one we always want to get, you know, physician approval for that. (laughs) Um, Because if we've got, you know, timing of medications Mm -hmm. that you're on, if they're going to start to work during a, you know, a a time where you're fasting, you might not want to do that. Yeah. And then um, the other part of that is your diet has to be good 
to do the fasting, right? So I think a lot of people think, oh, I can just eat whatever eat, I eat whatever want. whatever I want and don't eat in these periods and go exercise and, oh, I'm not getting results. Right. So I can't have uh, six Big Macs for lunch. No, you I cannot have six Big Macs for lunch. You can do whatever you want, but it's not going it's it's not not to give you the, it's not a magic bullet. The intermittent fasting is not a magic bullet there. So, you know, especially when we're restricting the times mm-hmm. that we eat, we've got to make sure that we're eating really nutrient-dense foods mm-hmm. in those times. So lots of fruits, lots of veggies, lots of grains, lots of lean protein choices mm-hmm. and healthy fats so that we're getting all of our nutrients in. Um, the benefit uh, of it um, is, you know, when we eat super late at night and then we get in the bed, our metabolism mm, is, of down. course, going to slow down and we're going to burn less calories yes. overnight. And so by cutting that meal off earlier mm-hmm. in the day, um, you actually start to burn stored mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah. So it's it's good for fat loss. There's also some studies that I've seen coming out that are showing some improvements in um, stress hormone levels, so like mm-hmm. cortisol levels mm-hmm. and how those um, are changing based on the, the fasting pattern there. So it definitely can be a tool, but it should be one that is done in conjunction with your healthcare provider um, and even a dietitian so that yes. they can build okay. you a good program there to do that and mm-hmm. not just eating six Big Macs right. during, <laughs> lunch. So, during lunch. So going to the gym with just coffee and and doing a moderate workout like I do would not necessarily be a bad thing? No, because uh, we have what's called fasted cardio. Um, like if you're going to the gym early in the morning and you just want to, and you can or cannot, you know, you don't have to have a cup of coffee, but if you just want to get, you know, let it wake you up, you can. Um, we have what's called fasted I, cardio. I have to have coffee. Oh, you have to have <laughs> Me coffee? Me too. <laughs> I Me understand. Too. See, I'm not one of those people that have to have coffee. Um, I can wake up in the morning, drink me a couple sips of water, and I can get right to my cardio. Mm-hmm. And I'd much rather get my workout in in the morning time because it just kind of, you know, sets the tone for my day. But that's when I get the best work in is in the morning time when I don't have anything on my stomach because I'm one of those people that really can't eat anything before I work out because of the type of workouts mm-hmm. that I do. I do a lot of high intensity. Like I was just talking about the Stairmaster Challenge. Oh, I would be sick if I was to eat something before I did that. So intermediate card. I mean, I'm sorry, fasted cardio is really good for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That answers my question. I was just concerned about, you know, because they always say eat a bit, you know, you should have breakfast. Breakfast is the most important meal, blah, blah, blah. But I was just concerned that going to the gym without uh, something in me would not be a good idea. But it sounds like it might work for me. I'm yeah. try it. I would take a snack, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, take you know, a snack so that just if in you case. start to feel, woozy. you know, woozy or weak or any of those different kinds of things, especially if you're exercising for more than mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. um, you're okay. usually going to need to replace yeah. at least some carbohydrate in that right. time period. Okay, well, thank you for your help. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for giving us a call. All right, guys. Bye. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and take another break. Uh, Now's a great time to give us a call. And we do have a caller on the line that we will get to as soon as we come back from this break. But our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. We'll be back in just a few.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. We're talking fitness today with Savian Burns, and I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell. We are happy to take your uh, questions today. We've had some excellent calls already, but we do still have some open lines if you want to hop on and ask us a question. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring All right, we're going to go right on over uh, to Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm have been better. Oh, goodness. Well, what can we do to help you? Well, I have a question on hip pain. Okay. I was doing uh, cardio, senior cardio, as well as Pilates Mm -hmm. and yoga. And I started having pain in my right hip. So I stopped the uh, cardio, and it got better. Mm -hmm. But then the pain went to the left hip, and it's in the left hip and in that groin area. Okay. And so during the Christmas holidays, it just continued to get worse. And I went to my doctor, uh, the, my physical therapist said, go to the doctor mm-hmm. first. I did last Monday. He examined and did an x-ray and said he didn't see anything, except maybe a little bit of arthritis, okay. which he said shouldn't be causing the pain. Okay. He said, uh, rest it, use ice packs, and take Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a week ago today, and I am now having the hip pain, which is going down through my knee and mm-hmm. into my ankle on the outside of the leg, and then still that groin pain on okay. the inside of the leg. Okay. So recommendations yeah. for next step. <laughs> All right. Do you have any back issues? Not that I know of. Not that you know of. Okay. And when you say that it's kind of, is the hip pain on the outside of your hip or does it start kind of in the butt muscle? No, on the outside. On the outside of your hip. Joint. In the joint space. Okay. And the pain that goes down the side, is it a burning pain, a tingling pain, or is it just a, a, you know, a dull, ouchy kind of pain? Kind of a burning tingling burning pain. tingling pain okay so that makes yeah that makes me a little bit more concerned whenever i hear burning tingling type pain because then we start to worry about there being some kind of nerve um kind of squishing impingement kind of thing going on and that can come from low back issues even if we don't you know know that we have low back issues and it can also come from inflammation of the um what we call the si joints which are some of your pelvic bones where they line up together um so anytime we have that numbness tingling that needs to be reevaluated, and it may be an x-ray of the back um, you've already had the x-ray of the hip. If the x-ray of the back and hip don't show anything, then we may need some more advanced imaging, um, like an MRI, to actually look at the soft tissues and see if there's anything going on there. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that can cause some of the similar type pain that you're having, but usually not all the way down into the leg, 
is a, um, a piriformis muscle issue, which can cause some of those same types of symptoms there. But the first step, anytime we have a numbness or tingling, is going to be reevaluation, especially of that lower back, and make sure we don't have any, any kind of nerves being squished there. Okay, so back to the internist. And the back to the electrical. internist, yes, um, or okay. or an orthopedist, um, either either one, whichever one you feel um, most comfortable going back to. Okay. All right. So, would that recommendation for the orthopedist come from the internist? He can, or some you know some ortho folks will take a direct uh, referral. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's whoever you feel um, you know whoever's easiest to get into is what I would say. But if the internist doesn't you know doesn't have anything else to offer, like they go you know I don't I don't see anything, um, you know, and they, we do imaging and we don't see anything, then it's perfectly appropriate to then say, well, let's go to the orthopedist since they're the specialists in that particular area and get them to take a look at that. Okay, and so you would say after a week of rest and ice packs and Tylenol, it should be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually say anywhere from a week to two weeks. If we don't see any improvement, then it's time to to go back and get reevaluated. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. I hope you get to feeling better. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, that was a great question, Um, and we've got several questions that have come in. Um, over email and through um, Facebook, and so I think this would uh, this email question that we got just a few minutes ago would be, is a great place to start. Um, this is from Kathleen, and she says, "When a person is advised to see their doctor before starting an exercise regimen, what is the doctor looking for, and is that necessary for a reasonably healthy?" adult right and so from a healthcare provider standpoint i'll tell you what i'm looking for and then Xavier, i'll get you to tell me when someone comes to you what you want to have the knowledge of before you start working mm-hmm. with them right so when someone asks me um you know i want to start an exercise program um am i safe to do that there are several things i'm looking at i'm looking at their heart health right and whether mm-hmm. they have any chest pain shortness of breath or dizziness with movement now if you go take off running you're gonna have some shortness of breath but most (laughs) but most folks can walk without having a fair amount of shortness of breath right and so those are some of the things i'm looking for one thing i'll even do in the office sometimes is a six minute walk test where i actually have people walk and i'm timing them to see you know can they finish six minutes without getting short of breath or have any changes in their oxygen level that kind of thing um, if we have someone with heart disease, I'm looking. I'm going to look and make sure that we've got control of their blood pressure because mm-hmm. we don't want to start an exercise program with a blood pressure of you know 180 over 100. Right. There's not anywhere for us to go. No, from there because your blood pressure is going <laughs> to go up as we right <laughs> as we exercise. <clears throat> and so a lot of times. If I have people with heart disease, um, then we'll actually do a, a stress test, like an exercise stress yeah. test. Put them on the treadmill and see how they do with those kinds of things. Um, and then if we've got joint problems, Mm -hmm. right? Then I'm going to look at the joint range of motion that they have and determine whether there's any limitations that I want to put on that, right? So, you know, if I've got someone with disc disease in their back, right, then I may put them in aquatic exercises Mm -hmm. to start with so that I take the pressure off of um, off their spine, right? So those are some of the things that I'm looking for um, when I clear someone for exercise. Now, that being said, I personally and professionally don't feel that there's very many people out there that can't that can't be exercised mm-hmm. to some degree. degree right. <clears throat> it may be chair exercises. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it may just be, you know, grip strength exercises and getting up and down from a chair, but we can prescribe movement for anyone. We just may have to put parameters on that in order to be able to do it. When a new client comes to you and wants to start working with you, what are some some things you would like to have from the healthcare provider to know that they're ready to exercise? For me, um, it's a lot of the same things. I need to know your limitations. Mm -hmm. I need to know your history. Have we had any injuries? Have we had in the past, current, you know, um, any back issues, Mm -hmm. uh, lower back to be exact, um, knee issues, you know, ankle, joints, all of that, shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we have any heart issues? You know, um, I also... Um, one thing that I do in my assessments when I have my consultation is I do a step test. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll step up and down for a few minutes and just see where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, or we may get on a treadmill. We may do some squats, push-ups, things of that nature, just to see where we where can we start and mm-hmm. how do we build your plan from mm-hmm. there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned a good thing about, you know, joints. I mentioned some. But if you've had any prior surgeries mm-hmm. on that, you want to tell your you trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure you're going to load that joint differently Mm -hmm. um you know different exercise or different type Mm -hmm. of weight if somebody's had a rotator cuff Mm -hmm. you know tear or something Mm -hmm. like that in the past um or you know what i tell folks you you can see us you can't see it Mm because this is the radio but (laughs) zavian can see that i have a scar on my wrist um that i had a big ganglion in my wrist that i had to have removed and so like burpees Mm -hmm. are not a great idea for For me just because it still causes a lot of pain pain in there and so you know, just a plank mm-hmm. is, you know, is a, is a better mm-hmm. exercise for me than the burpee just because of that, that prior history mm-hmm. there on, on that wrist. And so just be frank with things that yeah. are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want so exercise can be uncomfortable sometimes, yeah. but we always want to have that dialogue that that, that hurts, mm-hmm. you know, even so far to us being allergic to something, mm-hmm. environmental things, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, when the summer hits, I love to be outside. Mm-hmm. So but you may be a person that gets hives and, you know, right. in the heat, you're allergic or to you may be allergic pollen. to the pollen. And, you know, it causes a lot. And a lot of my, my clients, I won't say a lot of them, but a few of them have along the way. I've learned some things and I say, didn't I ask you <laughs> about your limitations <laughs> before we got started? But they didn't want to feel handicapped. Right. Please don't do that. Yeah. Because if something was to happen. You know, although we have emergency contact, I need to know exactly. Now, if you want to along the way, well, I had this in the past, but let's try it Mm -hmm. because you definitely are signing a waiver. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're under contract with me. But at the same time, I'm not opposed to you trying anything. Right. You know what I mean? So um, don't don't hold anything from from your your trainer. trainer. You know, they're they're. The, the benefit of having yes. a trainer is you're not on your mm-hmm. own. You've got somebody there mm-hmm. who genuinely wants to see yes. you do well. Um, you know, I think a lot of people back to that gym intimidation mm-hmm. thing, they think that the trainer is going to mm-hmm. be, you know, judging yeah. them. Oh, like, no, oh, go away. We can't be. do anything with you. Right. Absolutely yeah, not. No. You know, absolutely not. Um, it, you're there. You wouldn't do this job mm-hmm. if you didn't want to see people exactly. get to whatever their goals are, mm-hmm. right? I don't even want to say get better, to get to whatever their goals are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to be able to get up and down out of a chair yes. without, you know. And that is a huge goal. It is a huge one. people think that that is like, oh, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. How many times does it <laughs> exactly. take you to, to do it, to get up? Because exactly. we want you to be able to do it in one, you know, one yes. nice upstart. And are we pushing off and are we right. depending on our legs or can we genuinely stand up? Stand up. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, I mean, that's, that's such, a, such a big thing functional movement as we age and Mm -hmm. staying as independent 
for as long as possible there you know so you know just we just got to start somewhere yeah start somewhere (laughs) all right we'll go ahead and take the last break of the hour now if you have a burning question for us it is the perfect time to give us a call (laughs) our number is 1-877-MPB-RING it's 1-877-672-7464 we'll be back in just a few is an MPB Think Radio podcast. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. It's all about fitness today on the show. Joining me is Xavian Burns. She is a personal trainer and founder of Temple Reconstruction Fitness. We've had lots of great callers and emails that have come in asking us um, lots of different stuff about fitness and exercise. And so that that makes my heart happy to know that people are thinking about getting active and wanting more information about that. And if you meet those criteria, if you have some questions for us, you give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring And we had a great question come in over the break that was, what if you're a desk worker? Like, what if you sit at the desk all day long, which a lot of us do? Um, How do you incorporate movement into your day? And should you? Yes, you definitely should. It says to get up at least every 30 minutes and move around, do some high knees, marching in place, walk around the building, take a break outside, you know, something so that you won't get all stiff. Because the longer we're sitting at our desk, it's how we get carpal tunnel, and we begin to slouch, and we develop these humps in our uh, back and everything. So you definitely want to get up and move around to activate your body and get some blood flow going. Absolutely, and I agree. Um, I just got a standing desk, mm-hmm. and uh, so I I have I have stood. Um, I'm trying to yeah. set my alarm on my phone at least for like every hour mm-hmm. for me to go ahead and raise my desk up mm-hmm. and stand and do a little bit of my work there. I'm not in my office a ton, but when I am in there, it's usually I'm going to be at my desk for, you know, an extended period of time because I'm working on mm-hmm. writing a grant mm-hmm. or, you know, doing a, any of those different kinds of things there. Um, so standing up is a great way just yes. to get some blood flowing around. Um, and, you know, I take a couple steps while I'm standing there. I don't yeah. just, you know, stand and lock <laughs> my knees. That would that would be weird. But you know what? I'm glad you said that because we have a lot of people who have a profession of standing. Mm-hmm. So it's important for the professors and the hairstylists and, you know, the barbers to mm-hmm. take a break and 
have a seat because mm-hmm. being on your feet for even a long period of time mm-hmm. is not good either. Mm-hmm. You know, it can mess up your posture and, and you know, get into your spine mm-hmm. and everything. So mm-hmm. you definitely want to take Absolutely. breaks. Absolutely. And just move around. Yes. And we actually had someone, um, a physician who just uh, actually, nope, this is a physical therapist who okay. just um, emailed us in in a follow up to that lady with the back pain. Okay. And they mentioned that the lady that called in with her hip pain would benefit significantly from consulting a physical therapist with a manual treatment mm-hmm. focus. And mm-hmm. I could not agree more. Yes. I, I think she mentioned the reason I didn't talk about that is because she mentioned she had a physical therapist mm-hmm. and they were the one that referred her back to the physician. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was assuming that if the physical therapist referred them back, then they had been oh, alarmed yeah, by something, something else on the evaluation of that patient. But absolutely, I agree. I, I am probably one of the top proponents of getting people into physical therapy, yes. not just post injury, you know, so a lot of the patients that I work with in lifestyle medicine, um, they come in, they haven't exercised in 20, 30 years, they're overweight, you know, they don't know how to get started, or they're very, you know, deconditioned, they wouldn't be able to just go hop on the treadmill and do these kinds of things. I actually send them, um, if they've got no red flags for me, um, you know, or, you know, they don't, their knee doesn't just give out and they fall on the floor, you know, these kinds (laughs) of things. Um, I send them to physical therapy first for evaluation and treatment, um, just to start working on functional movement, strengthening the joint, you know, strengthening the muscles around the joint, strengthening the core. So I absolutely think physical therapy can be your best friend when you're trying um, to, if you're a healthcare provider and you're struggling to, to get your patient active, um, physical therapy can be a Mm -hmm. wonderful place um, to, to refer your patients to. um, Or if you're just an individual out there and you're struggling to figure out how to start to incorporate Mm -hmm. some of these things, ask about physical Mm -hmm. therapy um, because they are a wonderful partner Mm -hmm. in, in movement. And I am, I love when I get a report back that says they've completed their six weeks with me, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't complete their their Uh therapy and they, are definitely paying for it. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, I have some folks, just like that six-minute walk test mm-hmm. we were talking about, that I'll send to PT, and they were only able to walk maybe a minute and a half mm-hmm. before they got short of breath. Mm-hmm. And then through the course of the you know six to eight yes. weeks of therapy, they finished that six-minute yes. walk. They're so know, exciting and, and rewarding. They are so exciting. And <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky enough to practice in an, in an integrative mm-hmm. center. So my, my exam room is right here. The next exam room is a clinical psychologist. Oh. And then the next room is a physical therapist. Oh, nice. And so we all, you know, talk together uh, and manage these patients mm-hmm. together. Um, we have a pool, so I'll hop out oh, to the pool cool. and see, um, you know, see my patients in the pool yeah. working with the physical therapist. So absolutely um, to uh, Josh, this physical therapist who just um, sent this in. Thank you for uh, highlighting absolutely. that fact. It's absolutely wonderful. All right. So a question that came in as well is, uh, my heart doctor told me to start exercising, but I don't know where to start. What's better, cardio, yoga, or weights? Okay. Before we get to any of that, make a plan. Yeah. Write out a schedule so that we can be consistent because consistency is key. Right. You can do all of that if you want, if you're not consi- but if you're not consistent, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So definitely make a plan first. Figure out what we fit exercise in. And if your doctor told you to begin to work out, how long should you be working out? And if... Um, any of those he should be telling you right? yeah, about your limitations and kind of giving you a guide mm-hmm. to start off with mm-hmm. whether you need to do 120 minutes of cardio mm-hmm. per week, whether you need to be limited to the treadmill or to the recumbent bike, mm-hmm. or even if you can get on the stairmaster, you right. know. Um, but start with the plan first um, and incorporate 
everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am a big fan of variety yes. in your workouts. Love variety. Um, because you don't get bored mm-hmm. that way. And so it may be that you incorporate mm-hmm. some yoga into mm-hmm. your workouts. It, you know, cardio is always mm-hmm. going to be a piece. Yes. That doesn't mean you're yes. running, sprinting, exactly. jogging, any of those kinds of things. That may be walking. Mm-hmm. That may be in the pool, dancing. you know, dancing, <laughs> any of those different kinds of things. Yes. Um, if you've had a heart attack recently, you know, have we been through a cardiac rehab mm-hmm. program? You know, that would exactly. be an excellent place to start um, with that and then start to build in some of these things. But mm-hmm. to highlight your point of having a plan, mm-hmm. that is the number one. Yeah. That is where is exercise going to fit exactly. into my day? And it's probably it may not even be the same place every day. You know, and I think people um, get hung up on that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I could go to the gym after work today, but I can't go. And it's tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. You have to. And I call it me time. You mm-hmm. have to take care of yourself. A lot of times I'm fussing at my female clients because, of course, we're mothers. You know, we have to get home and cook, have the kids with homework, da, 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 da. But at the same time, you have to have that me time because mm-hmm. if you're not there, mm-hmm. who's going to do it? Yeah, absolutely. So you got to take definitely care of take care of that me time. 15, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And and I even tell patients to like whatever calendar system they mm-hmm. use, like I use Outlook and mm-hmm. it dings at me, like mm-hmm. put your exercise Remind on there like an appointment. Yes. You know, it is just as important as an appointment with, you know, your boss mm-hmm. or the hairdresser yes, or any of these other kinds of things. Put it on there. And so, you know, I say on Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. sit down with your plan it schedule out. for the coming week, looking at when you have meetings or when your kids mm-hmm. are going to have. Like I've got a my kids got a um, uh, scout meeting mm-hmm. tonight. Right. So that would derail when I would normally mm-hmm. be working mm-hmm. out. So I'm going to make that kind of like, leaving the gym right about now. Right. But because we have this, you know, which is great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to work out tonight. Right. But that's OK, because I know that my schedule is forever changing. Right. right. But what also helps is not only having exercises that you have to do at the gym, mm-hmm. but having something that you could do at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it doesn't have to be you don't have to have a ton of equipment. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, nope. body weight exercise. Body exercises are fantastic. And it's important to lift your body. You can lift all the weight in the world, but if you cannot push yourself up right. or you can't pull yourself right. up, it's a problem. I mean, think about if you fall, mm-hmm. right? How are you going to get up? How are you going to get up? You got to push yourself off you the ground. You got to push yourself off the ground. You got to pull yourself up. Absolutely. Exactly. So it's about, you know, I'm a br- b- big fan of functional movements and I'm actually um, doing an online workout series right now that is just mm-hmm. functional movement. It's yes. a, a guy who trains like firefighters mm-hmm. and military mm-hmm. and those kinds of things and man i look terrible when i'm doing it. <laughs> i do <laughs> my husband was like i think we should like tape a picture of this and show it against what it's supposed to look like and then and what it's compare. looking like while you're doing it and i threw something at him yeah, I bet yeah. You did. yeah. so because i was like well i'm doing it friend you know and i'll get better at it you yes. know um what i'm enjoying about it is that it's challenging me yes. it's something different than what i've normally yes. done stepping out of my comfort zone there well gum, we are out of time we because of time. we had so many great callers and emails and Please feel free to keep sending those. You can send them to fit at mpbonline.org, and I'm happy to answer them that way. You can always interact with me over on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. Thank you so much, Xavier, for coming on today. We'll definitely be getting you back on. Thanks to Kevin, our producer, for another great show. Make sure you tune in every weekday at 11 for the full Southern Remedy lineup.
If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org.